Most bankers aren't ready to help you until after their third cup of coffee. But with Central National Bank's after-hours service, you don't have to wait for the bank lobby to open to get help. You can contact us from 6 to 8.30 in the morning or from 5 to 10 in the evening, and we'll connect you to a real, live, local person who can answer questions and fix problems seven days a week. Bank different. Bank central. Central National Bank. Member FDIC. Caroline, you should tell them about the newest thing that Bloody Happy Hour is doing. A Patreon. It's a Patreon. What is that? Um, That means you're basically like a VIP member and there's two different levels that you can, you know, subscribe to and you get you get some perks. You maybe get like merch a little earlier. You get or exclusive merch, exclusive merch. You could get um, first dibs on signing up for a live show. You get episodes with no commercials. You get our video because our video is no longer available on YouTube. It is only on Patreon. And the most important to me is you get videos of our live shows. So if you are far away and you couldn't make our last live show, it will be on the website. We're going to record this future live show. It's going to be on Patreon, but also bonus episodes each month. You guys tell us all the time you want more episodes. This is a way for you to get more episodes. So you're going to get our basic Tuesday Thursdays that we always put out, right? But if you're on a Patreon, you're VIP, you're going to get more. I can't wait to talk about in detail some more stories because I always have a lot of details I want to go to. I can law explain. I might read a book. <laughs> they just unsubscribed. <laughs> they. This is also going to be the exclusive place that Dirty Chat is going to go to. So if that is breaking some of your hearts, just go ahead and subscribe now. In order to hear the full content, it's going to be Patreon. Where do they go again? Patreon.com slash bloody happy hour. Don't forget to stay aware, stay alive, and always be DTF. Hey y'all, I'm April. And I'm Caroline. And this is your bloody happy hour. Caroline, are you ready for this? This is your newest guilty pleasure. It's the bloodiest part of your week. Did we say something about it also being happy hour? Showed in. Because we're about to be sipping on some murder. Bloody happy hour. This is a Rogue Media Network podcast. Hey y'all, this is April. And this is Caroline. And what's the show called? Uh, bloody happy hour bloody happy hour oh my gosh this is thirsty thursday we got a couple of white claws and we just recorded our quickie i mean just joking we record our quickie on tuesday it's thursday and you know i might have gave you a little nugget at the end of our quickie i ran into somebody at a place at a time. At <laughs> a time. She ran into the dirty chat on my birthday. Oh. <laughs> and it was, and we had a little conversation and it was cordial. And he told me all the things. What did he tell you? He, he actually took ownership for, for 90% 
of why y'all got divorced. Meaning what? I need specifics. Oh, that's what he said. All he said was, is, and I said, oh, did you wish? How did this come up? I said, did you wish? um, You said, hey, hey, dirty. Oh, hey. So my nephew was like playing right there by Hayden. Uh Uh-huh. And so he was standing right there. And so I went up there and was like talking to Jace. And then I looked back and I was like, oh, hey, what's going on? And he says, what are you doing? And and so he was asking like who my nephew was because my nephew's blonde head, white kid. And he's like, (laughs) this kid. And I was like, it's my nephew. And um, he was like, oh, yeah, well, there's Hayden over there. And I said, oh, okay." And he says they come there, this location. Mm hmm. Where kids go every week, day, <laughs> day. Um, and you know he's just all about his kid now. He's all about his kid. Wow. Good. And I said, oh, I said, hey, you didn't text your ex happy birthday, celebrating a birthday right now. I couldn't go because I was, I got all these kids. And he goes, oh no, but I did hear she was just at Chewy's <laughs> because his first ex. I guess saw you at Chewy's. I guess. I do and stand he goes, out. He goes, man, ugh. he was like, I, I I, wouldn't text her. She probably wouldn't hear from me because, you know, 90% of all that whole situation was my fault. And I was like, oh, 90? I'm going to need to know the 10. He's giving you the 10. I'm going to need to know the 10. What the hell did I do? <laughs> but I wanted him to keep talking, so I didn't want to like... Yeah. Um, like point fingers at him. And um, he was just like, you know, I've, he said he got exhausting keeping up with all his lies that he was like basically relieved like afterwards. Yeah. As one should be. And um, I think he'd been to, he said he had been to rehab a couple of times since then. Hmm. So that would have been, oh, twice. After the one, so I think right after he, if you know Dirty Chad, right after the, would it be an overdose? Yes. Yeah, right after the it overdose. It was a few months after that. He, I, I know he went to something because. And then I guess he had to go two other times. And now all he does is microdose shrooms and smoke weed daily. I mean, apparently he's going and on trips. And divorce him up. His, oh, did it? <laughs> his parents divorce oh. fucked him up. His mom, so he still got issues of, about his dad. So here comes kind of the excuses. His goal in life is not to do that to his son. And so that's why he co-parents with well, first wife. Still got so that well. bill that keeps coming to my house for old child support. It's up to 30000 They just got, he's about to go on a cruise. He just got back from... Vegas, just him and little Hayden, and they're just going all these trips. Wow. I mean, if that is even true, then wow, he showed it me, must be nice. He showed to... me skating pictures of Vegas where basically a son skates like Usher did at Super yeah. Bowl halftime. I mean, I'm glad that they can go take trips. Sure, so, it would be nice to be able to go take a trip yeah. and pay for it. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Um, I think he said like, "What's she up to?" And I was like, "Oh, she's." I was like, "Oh, she's good. She's what are friends?" And um, I said, "But she she had to 
it took her a long time to recover. I said, she's still not 100% pre-you, Caroline. Um, but nothing like she was like right after. And he was like, that's good. That's good. And I was like, have you ever thought about like just making amends or reaching out or something? He goes, this is where the asshole comes out. He goes, no, because frankly, I don't give a shit. There you go. <laughs> I just want to forget it all like it didn't happen. What an ass. Yeah. Like what an ass. Yeah. See, so he wanted to act like he wanted to act like he ever wanted you to be okay, but not at his yeah. expense. Really. No. Yeah. Yeah. I don't give a shit yet. I'm sitting over here talking about it all. The, yeah. No. What an interesting. Yeah. <sighs> so. So, so, and then right after that's when I got into Risa Tisa and they had so many commonalities, Risa Legion and Risa Tisa. So I was like, Caroline, you need to watch this because what she says will resonate with you. And you'll be like, well, Dirty Chad might have been um, a walk in the park compared to this guy. We'll but not see. really because her credit, like he didn't do anything monetary with her. Like he. He and that's why she stayed so long is she he paid all the bills. So all her money just got to be her money. And so she was able to save up a lot of money for when she got to leave. Um, his lies were <clears throat> things you just don't even have to lie about. Like, it's just it was weird. Hmm. So there's your dirty chat update. OK. Mm -hmm. And And maybe now we're friends. Not really. I mean, yeah, <laughs> might as well. He didn't totally ignore me like he did last time. Last time I saw him. Okay, so the murders. We are going to Farmville, Virginia today. Have you wow. ever heard of the Farmville murders? No. Okay, Farmville is the city that this is happening in. And, you know, I stumbled on this on TikTok. <coughs> and oh. so let's meet some young teenagers. Okay. Teenager-ish age. And we're in 2009. And first guy's name is Richard McCroskey III. And he lived in California. He's 20 years old. He was described as meek and mild. He was bullied in high school. He was very red hair and a little overweight, very passive, very shy. Um, people would bully him and ridicule him. And he never fought back. He never said Anything. He was just a meek kid, like yeah. that kid that kind of got picked on on the playground. Oh, no. But he had an online persona. Oh. This was back in the MySpace days. Ooh, Did you ever have a yes, MySpace? Tom from MySpace, my best friend. So he was also into horrorcore music scene. Have you heard of horrorcore? Horror or whore? Horror. No, I have so, not. So um, it's also called... Um, death rap or murder rap or horror hip-hop it's a subgenre of hip-hop music but it's it's very it's like the snuff porn of porn so like there's regular rap and hip-hop this is like violence rape murder like the snuff like bad like it's the snuff porn so it's of, a snuff porn but what's what makes it a it's music. Oh, it's, okay, okay. So go, I'm go. comparing, yeah, 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 like, yeah, yeah. there you got porn yeah. and you got snuff porn. The snuff mm. porn's the violent, violent, violent yeah. shit. This is like the snuff porn <clears throat> of 
rap music, I guess. Weird. But there's also like heavy metal and stuff in there. So um, I'd never heard of that, but I heard some uh, of some of these rappers. Insane mm. or groups. Insane Clown Posse. You ever heard of them? Grave Diggers, Brother Lynch, Tech Nine, Eminem had horrorcore music, and so did DMX. So I was like, okay, Eminem. Tech Nine, he, I've heard of that. Tech Nine, yeah, he used to be part of a group, but then mm -hmm. he went. But remember when Eminem used to be very hardcore, and he talked about killing Kim and killing his mom, and then he had yeah, the stand song. Stan, yeah, yeah, that's so, why it's like I stand for you, like don't stand for me. Like, yeah, so that expressive music but the people who sing this sing it to get those feelings out but don't really they're not violence yeah okay so he was very into that and online his <clears throat> online name was psycho sam because he was a <clears throat> big fan of son of sam oh good Good and his online presence was he was a badass Billy Gunn. He was hardcore. So he's, he had yeah, he's living this whole other life that yes. he's like afraid to live in real life. Yes. Yeah. yeah. So he's a different person online. He had a lot of friends. He was respected in the community. He was an amateur hardcore rapper. Um, but he was also talented because he did graphic design for a lot of these rappers and then concert photography. So he was in the scene in California. Now let's meet 16 year old Emma Niederbrook. She. Um, I need a book? Niederbrook. I'm a, I'm a Niederbrook. Need a I, I just said I'm, <laughs> I'm a, a need butcher a everything. <laughs> I said I'm a Niederbrook. <laughs> um, she was sweet and she was smart. She was beautiful. She was also homeschooled. Was she bubbly? And. Bubbly. Oh, no. <laughs> Actually, she wasn't bu bubbly because she was very, very gothic. <laughs> and oh. She was into the occult. And, but her family was very religious. So, mm -hmm. of course, she did the opposite, right? You're yeah. homeschooled. Your family's very religious. She's going to get into goth and the occult mm -hmm. and wear black <laughs> lipstick and dye her hair pink and black and wear, like, the dark eye makeup. Mm -hmm. Her screen name was Ragdoll. But she also had, she was kind of diverse because she also played soccer and she listened to NSYNC and Backstreet Boys. She was, she was more well-rounded. She was into the horrorcore music, but she also liked Backstreet Boys. So, okay. teenager. Mm -hmm. um, and then we got Melanie Wells. She lived in Virginia. Emma lived in Virginia. Melanie lives in Virginia. Uh, Melanie was also homeschooled, so take your kids to school. How many? Re uh, well, actually, at this point, <laughs> I don't know what's worse, <laughs> school or homeschooled. I think they're, I don't know. It's a lose-lose. I don't know. I, I feel like you need some real socialization and not these yeah, online. Yeah, you do. You really do. Because, I mean, I even know when I'm at home, working from home, I'm dying to get to the gym just to talk, talk to, to people. Talking to yourself and yes. talking to your dogs. yes. Yeah. Now, a word from our sponsors. Hi, and welcome to Bustles and Bangers with your hostess, Rachel and Christopher. I love it when you say my name. Hey. 
and you didn't say hi. I didn't. You you just kept going. I'm going to introduce the book. I'm <laughs> not reading it. It's because I don't like reading. Girls like cowboy butts, you know, and those jeans don't hide anything. Mm. Find us on Instagram at Bustles and Bangers or on RogueMediaNetwork.com. Hey, I'm Blair and I'm Brittany, and we're the host of By the, the Cover, Cover Podcast. Podcast. <laughs> we cover everything from mysteries thrillers, romance, chiclet, and even some smut. Don't forget the smut. Yeah. (laughs) (laughs) We're so excited to get this thing going and share this with you guys. We've been talking about this for months, and it's finally, finally happening. Yes. Special shout out to Rogue Media for helping us with this. (laughs) For sure. For sure. You can find us on Instagram at bythecover underscore podcast. You can also find us on Facebook and TikTok, so don't forget to give us a follow on those two also. We are so excited to dive into some of our favorite books and share those with you. We can't wait. Hope you love it. Hey, it's Kaylee Cuoco for Priceline. Ready to go to your happy place for a happy price? Well, why didn't you say so? Just download the Priceline app right now and save up to 60% on hotels. So whether it's Cousin Kevin's Kazoo concert in Kansas City, go Kevin! Or Becky's Bachelorette Bash in Bermuda. You never have to miss a trip ever again. So download the Priceline app today. Your savings are waiting. Go to your happy place for a happy price. Go to your happy price, Priceline. Yeah. Yes. Um, Okay, she was homeschooled. She was very sweet and kind and um, also into horrorcore. So these three met in the online group. And they were called the Apostles because they would help the horrorcore rappers like they would share bulletins about their concerts and they would get the word out there about horrorcore. Okay. Now, they were friends online for like a year and a half, talking every day, like Melanie and Emma become best friends. Mm -hmm. Psycho Sam becomes, gets a crush on Emma. Okay. Okay, the 16-year-olds. And Emma is kind of enticed by Psycho Sam's badassness. Mm-hmm. Mm-hmm. Okay, so they're like flirting online and talking online. And a lot of sources says that um, he referred to her as his girlfriend. Okay. So there's this relationships forming. And about a year and a half after they have gotten this great relationship, they all decide they want to meet in person and attend a horrorcore music festival um, called Strictly for the Wicked in Michigan. And they're going to attend this together. Oh, gosh, Michigan. Why did they choose? Okay, I saw Detroit, Michigan, and I saw Chicago, Illinois. Either way, they live in Virginia and California, so it's far away. Oh, one of them's in California, the... The boys the from boy, California. Yeah. So the the rule the plans are is that they're all going to fly down to Virginia, <laughs> Farmville, Virginia, where Emma lives, and um, Emma's mom is going to pick them up, take them to the concerts, and okay. they're going to stay at Emma's house for about a week. Now, Emma's parents are divorced. The dad was a pastor, Presbyterian pastor, and the mom was a criminology professor. Ooh. Yes. Catherine Ransland, was that the mom? Probably. 
Emma was their only child. Now they're going through a divorce, but they're very a lot of red flags. Co-parenting, like they got along very good. Okay. Um, and they hated this horrorcore scene. Like they hated the fact that she was goth and horrorcore because there is some satanic component yeah, to I it. Yeah, I mean, it's just it's not it's not typical. Mm-mm. Like no, you, it, I think most parents will probably get it's a little very, scared. It's a little off-putting. Yeah, yeah, it's a little off-putting. But they did not want to forbid it from Emma because. We all know then that, that makes you want it more. Yes. yes. So they actually just all agreed to go to counseling with Emma because they didn't want her to stop doing it. They wanted to find out why this. Oh, is she had the to go scene. to counseling because of music she listened to. Because but yeah. she was and going to figure out like why because divorce was hard for her. Right. Right. And right. she had gotten into a little bit of trouble like when the first when the divorce started happening. So they were just going to counseling to kind of understand what Emma was going to. I thought that was very proactive. Yeah, that's that um, good. And it kept them all in a good relationship. Yeah. Okay. So they agreed. You know what? These are her friends. She's had them for a year and a half. We want to be a part of this so the way for us to kind of be a part of it and maybe control it a little bit is if we let them come and stay at our house and we'll let them go to this weird concert but we're gonna um chaperone yeah them. yeah yeah just be yes that's yes perfect I, I love it love it all so they're coming over for a week so they go to the airport and um they go and pick up Melanie and they go and pick up Psycho Sam. When Emma, so it's Emma and Sam, they're supposed to be boyfriend and girlfriend. When Emma sees Psycho Sam, he looks like a weak, mild, shy kid. Nothing like the persona he's putting on online. Like he even trips over his luggage. Luggage. He just looks totally different. Yeah. And he's acting totally different. So she's immediately turned off. Mm. Immediately turned off. They broke but not up. rude. No, not rude. I mean, because like, oh God. he just flew across the yeah, country she's just for like, oh, her. Shit, I'm stuck with this dude for a week. For well, one Well, that's what you should have figured out after your online m- relationship. <laughs> Did you not FaceTime? Yeah. Well, I know. It's 2009. There's no damn FaceTime. What? But I'm there- sure there's video chat on MySpace. Yes. There was I think there he was got Skype. so nervous. They could Skype. I think he got so nervous actually being in person that he retreated back to yeah. the kid that gets bullied. Which is who he is. Which is he who was he just is. bullshitting online. Yeah. So this is September 12, 2009. They go to the airport and she's he f- he feels the rejection immediately. Now, on Psycho Sam's part, these were his friends. These were his people. He don't have any other people. And they he felt the rejection from both of them. And Uh-oh. it immediately kind of resonated with him. They like- had to drive 600 miles to this concert, one source told me. So it had to be Michigan. I, I got Detroit, Michigan. So from Virginia <laughs> to Detroit, Michigan mm-hmm. was 600-ish miles. Yep. That's like us going to Florida. Yeah, it's so it's there to there, that dot to to here. Yeah. So that was an awkward drive, but they get to the concert and the concert is fine. 
Like they Plus, uh, maybe the rise it's like three of them, so it's like maybe they can like he he'll like nerves will go down mm-hmm. and he'll start yeah. becoming his secret persona. They weren't rude to him at all. It just wasn't what he was expecting. He was probably gonna be like, This is my girlfriend, we're gonna get laid, we're gonna mm-hmm. kiss at the at the concert. Yeah, right? we're gonna hold him. Yeah. Yeah. She ended up flirting with other people. Yeah. And so it didn't make him feel good. Mm-mm. So um Mm-mm. Mm-mm. Now they get back, concert's over, they get back to Emma's house, and concert's on the 12th, they're home by the 13th, everybody's going home on the 16th, so it's a lot of days mm-hmm. at somebody's house that you don't know. Now Melanie, girl number two, the other girl, her parents hadn't heard from her since the night of the concert, and it's been like, it's the next day, they hadn't heard from her. But they're like, you know, maybe she's having fun. But then a couple more hours go by and another day goes by and they haven't heard from her. They haven't heard from her. So his her dad decides to drive three hours from West Virginia to Virginia where they live. This is the day she's supposed to go home. So by the 14th, they still haven't heard from her. They didn't call. They called and they called. Okay. So they called and. Sam answers the phone and Sam says they're out. Okay. So she's like, oh, okay. I'll, I'll call back. Well, then Sam doesn't answer the phone. When dad call shows up at the house, he waits for seven hours because he knocks on the door and nobody answers. And he knocks and he looks in the blinds and he doesn't see anything. So he's oh just waiting. Oh my gosh, he killed the whole family. Because he's worried about his daughter they hadn't heard from him they've been calling all they've talked to is sam so a guy comes from around the house but he says he's the neighbor and they said and then so the dad is like i'm looking for my daughter melanie she's visiting emma um have you seen them neighbor then the neighbor was like yeah, they left earlier. They should be back any time. So that's why he waits there for seven hours. Never returns. So he drives three hours back home. <coughs> so he drives three hours there, waits for seven hours, drives three hours yeah, back home. During the seven hours, she's finishing up murdering the other next person and cleaning up the shit Ugh. and putting the chlorine and the chlorophyll Getting rid and the borophyll and everything, putting it down the drain. So he's back at home. Melanie's dad is back at home with Melanie's Without, without Melanie. Without Melanie. So mom is... Um, freaking out, I hope. Really freaking out. So she becomes DTF. DTF. <laughs> She's CIA, FBI, and Homeland Security. And Homeland Security. Um, so she's calling people in the horrorcore scene. So she's done opened up the computer and looked at the people like in their little group. Okay. She contacts one guy. We'll call him Sick because he's kind of like a main guy. And Sick was like, oh, I saw them at the concert. They all look like they're having fun. I'm sure everything is fine. You don't have to worry. Well, now it's September 17th. And she calls the house phone again because now the phone is dead. Melanie's phone is dead. She calls Uh, the house phone of Emma's house. Sam answers and says, oh, they went to the movies about two hours ago. They ought to be back soon. Call back. Two hours later, she calls back. He has another excuse. They went out for ice cream. She calls back. Every time she calls, he answers, 
but she gives them. I'm gonna need you to go get another some, excuse. Trace the phone. Go get the go. Yeah, the pol- get the police. Get the police. You might you might need to call a popo. Or dad, if I was dad, I don't think I ever would have left. Uh, like yeah. I wouldn't have left without knowing more. He drove his butt back home, but then mom's still way three hours away, and she's calling, and she's calling, and she's calling, and she's getting the runaround from Sicko Sam. Now, um, she calls the police. No, wait, hold on. I really got to get. Okay, so she can't get a hold of them, so she calls Emma's dad. She doesn't call the police yet. She calls Emma's dad because remember they're divorced, and they are. He's on his way home, so he says, "Okay, I'll stop by there and check on them." She's like, "I haven't heard from them. This guy keeps answering the phone, and he's giving me the runaround. Can you go, please, check on them?" And he goes, "Sure, I'll go by there and I'll call you when I'm done, or I'll have them call you." Midnight rolls around and she does not hear from the dad now. Oh, no. So then she finally calls the police. Oh, great. And the police show up and they knock on the door and Psycho Sam answers the door. And And by this time, is he still supposed to be there or is he supposed to have already left? Yeah, but everybody was supposed to have left by the 16th and this, and this is was, like the min the, the 17th midnight so it's the yeah 18th yeah yeah so now. it's way past the time he should have left yeah but mm. the police don't know this right 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 yeah so sam answers the door it's after midnight and he goes hey the, we're doing a welfare check where is we're looking for melanie and he goes, oh, they're all at the she movies. just left. Oh, you just missed her. They've been at the movies for four days in a row. They've they're been, still they, at the they movies. They really had a bunch of movies they really wanted to see that just all came out. And then they're so hungry. And so they says, well, what about Mr. Niederman? Oh, you know, the them. welfare check is looking for also the dad because the dad was supposed to call her back. And and he was like, oh, Mr. Niederman left a long time ago. I don't know where um, he is. But I don't know how you would get Mm-mm. a hold of him. Mm-mm. I'm pretty sure he's I'm at I'm pretty home. sure he's in the drain. He's in the fireplace, actually. And His so torso is, at least. Police say, oh, okay, peace out. <laughs> yep, our job here is done. We're, thanks Thanks for letting us know. Good talk. We're going to Duncan. Enjoy the movie. We'll call. Yep. We'll call them. We'll call Let the mom back and tell her they're at the, they're movies. At the movies. She's panicking. So they call Melanie's mom back and told her the girls are at the movies. The, you know what this sounds like? Home Alone. They're like, <laughs> oh, okay, ma'am. Oh, yeah. yeah. Paranoid on line three. Yes. Oh, so, yeah, it's you again. The police say they're at the movies and ma- the mom is like, he said that three days ago. They're not at the movies. She oh, should have been home. Like, yeah. And so they're like, well, mm, you know, there's. Sorry, there's nothing we can do. Sorry. She calls the house again, and Sam answers again. He loves talking and on the phone. And he's like, you know what? I, I don't know where they're at, but they're they not here. They should be home by now. Yeah, yeah, they're not here. You know what? I hear something in the basement. I hear somebody in the basement. I'm real scared. I hear somebody in the basement. She's like, call the police and call me back. If you hear somebody in the basement... Why don't you call the police? So he's like, oh, okay, I'm going to do that. Oh, yeah. So then he calls the police. Oh, good for him. And the police come back. 
And he goes, hey, I hear some noises in my basement. Can you please come and look? In my basement. Even I've, though this is, this not, is not my, my house. house. <laughs> so hmm. the police come. And they, they look fight. in the basement. And they don't see anything. Hmm. So they say, oh, you're safe. Oh, and then he traps them in the basement. Mm. No, then they go back to Duncan. Oh. Okay. I thought it was like a plan. Like he was going to like close the door and then be like, it puts the lotion on. Yeah. No, 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 no. So now it's September 18th and it's 3.20 p.m. And Mama Kathleen has been blowing up the police and they go back to the house. But by this time. They don't even get to the front door before they they smell smell the the smell. smell. I knew they were going to smell the smell. And the neighbor ain't barbecuing. Neighbor ain't barbecuing. So now they have probable cause to enter the house. Even though they've already entered the house (laughs) and they've been in the basement. But I guess they didn't smell anything at that point. No, and even though it's like only hours later. Yeah. They enter the house. um, But Richard, Sam... Sicko Sam, Psycho Sam is gone. But what they do find is three dead bodies downstairs in the bedroom. Mm. So they leave because I they don't have a warrant it smells yet. from outside the house. You can smell it. Yes. Because they've been dead for days. <clears throat> and, and he left now. Now that he can smell it, he gone. Yes. Yes. And I'm going to I'm going to tell you details about that, too, because he actually tells us details. Oh, good. So three dead bodies downstairs (laughs) and then a fourth body upstairs. So they get a warrant before they do anything else. So that all this stuff can be usable. And. um, Emma, Melanie. And Emma's mom were downstairs. They had found a sledgehammer in the home and thought maybe that was a murder weapon. They could not, they were not identifiable. You could they not tell what was to, what their they face. They were smashed in and yes, everything. They were beat to death. Damn. The dad's murder was so horrible that the hardwood floors underneath his head and his body mm-hmm. were Lord. demolished. And there was just blood soaking underneath, like where the floors should yeah. have been. Oh, no. Um, That's a Police violent. are starting to investigate. And they go to this MySpace, this horrorcore community, and they talk to Sick, which is the same guy that the mom, that Melanie's mom uh-huh. talked to. And Psycho Sam had been bragging that he committed some murders. Oh. Just like his songs for say. Him and they start contacting people. He's bragging about it, and they get pictures of him, and so now they know what he's looking at, and they put all these APBs out, right? Turns out that he was stopped. He stole the he killed the dad and stole the dad's car, but he don't okay. know how to drive, so he wrecked it into a ditch. Okay? The police pull over. It's going to have to give him a ticket (laughs) and then have the car towed. 
and then they call a tow truck. So he hops in the car with the tow truck. Did they not notice a it's driver. registered from somebody else's name? Oh, yeah, name? he told him it was his girlfriend's dad's car. Like, he was up front. He was like, it's mm-hmm. my girlfriend's dad's car. They give him a ticket for driving without a license. Okay. And they let him go. He ends up at the airport, and at the airport is where he is found after the APB and Bolo and everything has gone. He is sleeping in baggage claim. When He's they real f- tired. He did a lot of sledgehammering. A lot. He did not, and he smelled horrible. Well, he probably not had a shower in he days. He did not shower, and he still had blood in his fingernails. Gunk all over him like flesh. Oh, he's flesh. <laughs> yes. What? Why would you not? Well, he's obviously a dirty person anyway. Oh, so, he's like, gotta be. he's got to be. You've got to be just gross. That's why you got made fun of, and you stunk. And I would push you in a locker too. If yeah, I had a chance. <laughs> so <laughs> he sold Dad's car. Um, the cab that took him to the airport said that he smelled so bad that he. Almost pu- like he had to swallow his own. <laughs> he almost he threw up in his mouth up. multiple times. Oh my gosh. I had to sometimes sometimes I'm thankful that I do have a mask laying around from the COVID, COVID. Uh-huh. shit because I have to wear it. You have a bad what? gag reflux. Oh. Uh, yeah. <laughs> yeah. Yeah. So I'm single. <clears throat> So he was finally found September 19th at 1 a.m. He was sleeping baggage claim. He was charged with murder, grand theft auto, and robbery. Only one count of murder. They didn't want to do all of it at once because they're like, we can tie him to the dad. We're just going to do the dad right now until we have more evidence. They tie him to dad because of the car. Because yeah. Of that. Yeah. yeah. Okay. So an autopsy was done on, by, on the 21st. So... They found them on the 18th. Autopsy was done on the 21st. They died from blunt force trauma. The bodies could not be recognized from sites. They were all demolished from what they thought the murder weapon was a sledgehammer, like beat their face in their head. That's insane. Overkill. Now, remember, he's from California. So they do a search warrant at his home in California Parents are sleeping in the bed. Police knock on their even door. Know he left. <laughs> yeah, they probably don't. I don't <laughs> think like, they good, liked him either. Good. We don't have to worry about this kid. Yep. Police knock on the door and they barge in and they search. They get his computer. Um, and he was eventually indicted because he was confessing to the murder. He even took videos of the body and oh uploaded it God, of all- him with the body and uploaded it to the his MySpace or why do people do this? It's like the Snapchat dudes. Yeah, yeah. And this is before technology was even like a yeah, real yeah, big yeah, thing. Yeah. He confessed to his lawyer and they pled out because the lawyer was like, you don't want this to go to trial. They will kill you like you will get the death penalty. Your best bet is to plead out. Confess. Well, and sometimes the lawyer can be like, I can't represent you ethically, I guess. Yeah. Like if you confess, I think I think it's less ethical for them to say no. Like you can almost get disbarred for like saying well I the only reason the I, of my this case of this lawyer yeah the only reason I think that is because with Sarah, Sarah Boone, Boone and a, and the, her latest attorney that left or whatever was like um there we had it, it's not irreconcilable differences but it was just basically like she was trying to get me to say 
say shit that I know uh-huh. is actually not ab- at true at all. Yeah. Based on at least the video, because there's so much, there's there's body cam of yeah. how she reacted and there's all this. Yeah. But anyway, so yeah, that's, I think it's up to the, yeah. Well, he was just like, we're, you're not going to go to trial. Let's plead you out. Yeah. Um, and so he had two counts of capital murder, two counts of first degree, and he waived his right to an appeal. So he'll never be able to appeal. And he was sentenced to four life sentences. Pretty fair. Yeah. Then the story he told them is that it was 3 a.m. on 9-15. So they're back home by like the 13th. And he would just basically. It's the worst time. It is. That's like the. It's the devil the time. time. Yeah. yeah. He had been drinking. He had been taking pills and he had been smoking weed. And he said that he was just pissed. His target was Emma. But he didn't want to leave any witnesses. So he had to kill Melanie. So he went downstairs and he killed Melanie first. Then he snuck upstairs, killed Deborah. They were all asleep. There were no defensive wounds because they don't they didn't even know what happened. Like uh-uh. the first Okay, if I get murdered, that's, that's how I want how, to be murdered. Yeah. I want to be fully asleep. Not feel put the it. thing in my face and just I'll die it. right there. Um so he killed them on the 15th, killed Emma, killed the mama, and then crept into Emma's bedroom, killed Melanie, killed the mama, crept into Emma's bedroom, and killed her. Then he stayed in the house with the bodies until the 17th when the daddy got there, and then he blindsided the daddy oh, and beat shit. him with the wood-splitting maul, which is basically what you do, the thing that you split wood with like an axe. Axe? Yeah. What the fuck is a wood I think maul? it's like sharper and a little bit bigger. Oh, I don't maybe. know. But it's not an it looks like an axe, but it's not an axe. They specified it was a wood splitting maul. Okay. Well. And then stole his cars left. So that was his story. His motive was rejection. And his target was oh Emma. Was Emma. Gosh, his motive was rejection. They also tied the I've been some of his raps <laughs> he killed them like he would often <coughs> rap about. Oh, so he kind of had fantasies about wanting to do this, people. Yes. Yeah, so he was just waiting I mean, because the right like, time. Where did the sledgehammer come from? Did he just search for one in their house or so did he have one with him? He said he found the they saw a sledgehammer and they assumed that was the murder weapon, but it was actually the maul, the wood splitting maul. Oh. Yeah. Oh, so maybe he used like the flat end to like beat him with and not the pokey end or unless he both. Because remember, it's the like floor was hammer. all torn up. It'd be like a hammer. The other end? No, it's like an axe. It's sharp like an axe. But so did he axe like he used that axe part in there when he. I think that's why they were so mm, yeah, that's not true. recognizable. He found it in like outside. So I okay, guess so it was there. Yeah. yeah. Um, Mall. And he is now in the Green Rock Correctional Center in Chatham, Virginia. He said um, that he don't know why he did it, that he wished that he could take it away. Because Never he was really rejected. Show. Remorse. He was rejected. He was bullied. Blase, blase. But 
It may make you happy to know that he's still getting ostracized and bullied in prison. Oh, good. <laughs> you get finger banged. So there you go. <laughs> People, after this, tried to blame the music. It's the music. They need to take Listen, away the music. If you, no, no, and no. And so That's the like people blaming like, guns. It's like blaming. Mm-hmm. I, don't, I mean, every yeah, yeah. It's the person because most of the people that I, it, I would much rather blame not drugs. Violence. I mean, I I can see drugs being a blame. Oh, yeah. versus music. Mm-hmm. I mean, that's just no. Yeah, I listen to all kinds of stuff, and I'm not doing half the stuff I listen to my music. Obviously. No, it only make me want to do it. I'm definitely not two stepping. Okay, two stepping. <laughs> I was just like country. Yeah, I don't really listen to country, but people blame the music. So that was a big old argument. They were trying to music. use music, uh, and I think they have to. I don't. Know, I guess different every state um, because Young Thugs trials happening, which is going to be uh, on trial for about probably the next four years. Uh-huh. The way it's going, but. Um, they were trying to bring up rap lyrics to uh-huh. help convict, but then I think they, I think they said they they wouldn't allow it. I mm-hmm. think I don't think they allowed it, but you know that's Georgia. There's a bunch of shit going on in that courtroom, <laughs> that Fulton County mm. courtroom. So, so Rico, Rico, good story. Farmville murder. That was good. That was good. That was. I've never heard of it. I haven't either. But that was a good one. Love it. Love it. And love a quickie. it. We have it in. I know. I love it. Love it. Love it. Okay. That's all I have. And I haven't been inspired lately. So if y'all find a story, send me some. I do have a very long list, but I always ignore the list. I do too, because um typically it's a list of people of cases that people know. Mm-hmm. And then you got to watch like 18 documentaries and like read maybe no books, but maybe one book. But there are cases that I like, but I don't want to put the time in to do them like they're big cases. And yeah, so, it's like Scott Peterson. Yeah. So I don't. But I, don't I did Selena it and it wasn't it didn't. It could have been a big one. Yeah. Yeah. Look, you can do a good case without a, every single detail of every single thing. But yeah. So, yeah. And if you have a. I like the random ones that are like, like this one was like completely out of the blue, but it was like engaged. Like it was yeah. like. And there's not a lot of podcasts on there. Like I, I think I've saw two yeah. that I knew about and listened to them and that's it. So there you go. Send us Love a it. random case. All right. That is it. We will see y'all next week. Anything else going on? No. No. Okay. Don't forget to stay aware. Stay alive. And always be DTF. Bye, y'all. Goodbye. We're still alive. This has been a Rogue Media Network production.